Mr. Perfect turns out to be my long-lost brother, according to fate. Okay, stepbrother, which isn't technically illegal, I have to add, but which is, allegedly, completely frowned upon. He had apparently come for the wedding, and not for me. He was staying in a hotel nearby. This was the first bar he'd found. And he was here drinking and not with his dad celebrating because he was planning on surprising him on the day of the wedding. I mean, how cute and entirely inconvenient is that? I guess it was just my bad luck to pick someone I would soon be related to. At least he'd be going home soon, and I could forget all about him. I held on to that thought as I struggled to get myself to sleep, my brain trying to work out possibilities of how I could get what I wanted, while everything else went ahead as planned. Thoughts that spun into scenes that lost themselves in dreams and desires and left cold sweat on the pillow on the morning my mom was to marry the father of the man I felt like I was falling in love with, who in turn was soon to be my stepbrother. As sleep finally took me under, I felt like a little girl who had just met her prince, only to have that prince stolen out from underneath her by a princess who had far more legitimate connections to the gorgeous bachelor than I. A prince marrying his little sister? I don't think that was in the Hans Christian Andersen anthology. Well, fuck them. Fuck them all. Is there anyone present here today? who knows of any lawful reason why Corey and Felicia cannot be joined in marriage. Please speak now, or forever hold your breath. I know I shouldn't have, but I looked at Knox. I guess what I meant by that is I shouldn't have looked at him in the way that I did. Looking at him would have been fine. And what he saw, and what everyone else looking saw, was a proud daughter looking over and sharing a moment with a proud son, but that wasn't the meaning of the look I was giving. I didn't want my mom to give up a chance at happiness for what could have been nothing more than a ridiculous crush. But part of me knew it wasn't just that, and part of me wanted to see him look back and tear through the pew and aisle to sweep me up into his arms. Mom looked nervously into the small congregation while Corey held her hands sweetly. I could see she was crying, and I knew she was looking for Dad, but he wasn't there. Hardly anyone was. Certainly no one with any intention of stopping them, and why would they? Corey scrubbed up pretty well, although under the lights he looked like a bronze statue. Mom looked magnificent in a second-hand wedding dress she'd bought from eBay and adjusted at home. But the star of the show, and I know everyone knew it, was Knox. Knox looked like he had come from a completely different planet, where everyone turns out perfectly all the time. He looked even better than he had the night before. I'm a sucker for a guy in a suit anyway, but Knox took my breath away. Just one look, and he knocked me out flat. How the hell was I going to cope with this explosion of emotion that was bubbling so forcefully inside me? How could one person do that to another? I kept his secret through fitful sleep and all the way through the morning. At the bar, Mom hadn't even come over to us, so she had no idea who it was I was talking to for a good portion of the night, silently cursing my luck under my breath while I did so. He came to the house just before we took the car to the church, and Corey couldn't believe it when he saw him, falling over himself to give his only son a hug. I imagined myself doing the same.